the Lord, the Lord remembers us. Uh, because he remembers us, we are alive. He is watching over us. He loves us. He cares for us. This day he has been with us. We might have been busy with various things, but he was busy watching over us. And because he watches over us, we are here at this time. Uh, let's look to him in prayer. <clears throat> Glorious Father, we thank you for this day, for this time. Whatever we do now, O oh Lord, let it be pleasing in your sight. Speak to us, minister to us, O oh Lord. Renew our mind, transform our hearts, O oh Lord. Fill our hearts with joy, joy that you alone can give, Master. No one and nothing in this world can fill the place that's meant for you. As we study the word of God, I pray you will minister to us. Meet us at the point of our need. Spirit of God, take complete control of the session. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we are in the book of Proverbs. So what we are studying is knowing the heart. Uh, we always thought the heart is very simple, but heart is quite complicated. And uh, there's so much in the Bible, or at least in the wisdom literature, that speaks about human heart. And so we have been studying all these months, understanding the heart. You know, how we take action, how the heart shapes the action and all those things we have been studying. Then we studied about reordering desires because the heart is quite complicated. It is trapped by desires. Uh, so we have to reorder those desires. And then we studied about understanding temptation. And we saw about the stages of temptation from Rome, uh, Proverbs chapter 7. And we compared it with Genesis chapter 3. And we saw that these are the stages of temptation. And um, the devil somehow convinces us there will be no consequences. In other words, God is not watching over you. It doesn't matter. You deserve this. So you can have this. That's the way the devil tempts us. And we just started understanding emotions. And I left with um, two questions. And I want you to participate and share your views. If you have if you have time to go through and do some studies, it is great. Even otherwise, uh, what generally you understand about emotions? So the first question will be, what advice will you give a person suffering from sleeping disorder or lack of sleep? You can unmute yourself and you can speak or you can uh, use the chat box. What advice will you give a person suffering from sleeping disorder or lack of sleep? Or at least if you have never come across a person who has never complained about sleeping disorder, then it's fine. <coughs> Have you faced people who come and complain, I couldn't sleep? And uh, what was your advice? They need help, Pastor. They need to seek help first. They need to seek help. So what do you will say? They need to seek help from where, from whom? Or what What do you think, Sister Cynthia? Uh, first to maybe uh, uh, check out the, the medical side of it, Pastor. Okay, medical side of it. Okay. And yeah, clear that. Okay, medical side of it. Then proceed from that stage. Yes, Pastor. Okay, others. I would like to uh, go to the word of God. Yes. And usually I tell uh, my daughter or even my husband, you recite a psalm 
uh, you know, whatever from memory, just okay. keep reciting and meditating on it. Uh, okay. Because it is God who gives rest and sleep. Even that's what we read in Psalm 27. So I just quote that and that's how I look at it more than seeking medical help. Yeah. You would prefer the word of God and you would ask them to recite or meditate uh, the word of God. And uh, you, that would be your first preference, not the medical help. Fine. Yeah. Others? Yes, Pastor. Can I speak? Preeti. Yeah. Tell Preeti. Yeah. As Sharon's sister said, same like here also. Means if uh, any of our family members, they say that I'm not getting sleep. So I'll tell that you pray to God. God will help. And yeah. I do pray for them. And um, for friends also, mostly I'll speak like that only. Okay. If they have any stress, <clears throat> God and seek God's view. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, prayer. Your focus yeah. would be pray prayer, prayer as God. Yeah, fine. fine. Yeah. Okay. Others? I think there is a medical side to it for sure, but I think personally, if uh, I lose sleep, it's usually when I'm disturbed mentally or something. So I, I would also, uh, at times, prayer and word of God doesn't help. But I think that's the answer I would go to. First, uh, you you are saying that the word of God or prayer won't help. No, at times it's difficult to pray when you're disturbed. Ah, okay. But uh, okay. I think end of the day that that's the final. Uh, Thing which gives solace uh, okay that's that's the final thing though it's very difficult to pray at that time or to think of god it's very difficult to pray but at the end of the day that is the course okay others pastor actually um, um i would advise them apart from whatever has been told like reading a book reading bible or reciting psalm i think one thing that i would also advise the person is to look at their their past few days and like how what 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 they are going through and see if there is anything that they can tie back uh, to the sleeping disorder that that is leading to the sleeping disorder okay fine i just review your life what has happened in the past few days and uh, take uh, check just check back and see what has triggered this is there any trigger mechanism that has led to this fine okay others yeah, my husband does this, especially when uh, there are challenges at work and uh, it's incomplete and he has to deal with it. He just processes it and then commits it into God's hands and then he's able to uh, sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Anyone else like to share before we go to the next question? I think, uh, Pastor, um, first of all, you know, we have to talk it out to them as to what is bothering. Because I think uh, people like that need somebody to uh, listen to their uh, minds, uh, thoughts, and uh, keep talking to them and uh, remain in silence and take it to the Lord and keep getting back to them often because this is a problem that cannot be solved in one day or two days. So all we need to do is spend time and uh, keep taking it to the Lord with the burden and get back to them as the Lord leads. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, when uh, this question, uh, you should take this question as just for a day somebody is not sleeping. Uh, this is for over a period of time people are not able to sleep. Then only we call it as a sleeping disorder. Uh, not one day I'm very tired or uh, I'm very upset. I couldn't sleep. Uh, it is This question is not for, uh, uh, for people who are not able to sleep just for a night. Uh, continuously, say for a week, they're not able to sleep. So, or for months, they're not able to sleep. Uh, this question is addressed to those people and what you will do. It's a, it's a disorder. Uh, it is not a one-day phenomenon uh, that you couldn't complete your job and you have a um, task to be completed tomorrow morning 
and you are not able to sleep or your boss is visiting and you have to prepare. It is not just for one night uh, sleeping, uh, lack of sleep. It is a sleeping disorder. Uh, I have not slept for four days. For four days, I've not been able to sleep. It's, it's that kind of a situation we are dealing with. <clears throat> uh, okay, uh, now let's go move to the next question. What advice will you give a person suffering from depression? Now, depression also, it is not that today I'm very upset. Uh, we don't call that as depression. Uh, a persistent state of gloominess, uh, a depressed state. That's what we are. Uh, we are referring to those kind of people, not for one day. You know, all of us, uh, some days we may feel depressed. We may feel down. We may lack energy to do things. Uh, we don't call that as depression. When we call depression means it is, uh, it is a persistent state. Uh, that's what we call as depression. So what advice will you give a person suffering from depression? Prolonged uh, depression, uh, so we need to seek help, as I said, even for the sleep disorder. Okay. Okay, and um, more so, uh, Christian counsel. Okay. Yeah. okay. I believe that, I believe that that would help because Many times, uh, an individual in a in a home doesn't, um, you know, um, want to share. If it's a child, they don't want to share it with the parents, or if they if it's, um, if it's even sometimes a spouse also when they are having some, you know, when they don't understand each other, they um, they try to suppress it, and uh, and uh, some of them feel uh, going uh, going to a professional. Uh, Christian counselor um, or Christian counseling itself, they feel going for that itself, they feel it is, you know, a lack of uh, faith. I don't believe in that, Pastor. Yes. Yes. That's your take on this. Yes, Pastor. Yeah. Thank you, Sister Cynthia. Others? Uh, journaling helps. Journaling helps. Yeah. Okay. When you can pour out your feelings. Okay. Whatever is the, the, I mean, pour out all your feelings um, as you type, you know. Okay. It, it helps to renew you. Okay, but journaling doesn't help in uh, overcoming depression. Journaling is basically recording your emotions. Yeah, and then, yeah, then you need counsel on that. Okay, you need, so you're talking about a counselor. Yeah. Okay, fine. I think uh, no advice yeah. we can. I would give pastor because there was a time when I had a friend who was suffering from depression, and I would try to ask what triggered it, who triggered it, was it was it a particular person, was it a particular moment? I kept asking, but I realized later that the best thing I can do is just be there. If the person wants to talk, let them talk. If they want to be alone, to be left alone, let them be left alone. Just don't push yourself or be that savior person. Okay. Just be another person that they can talk to is what I felt past. Okay. Be by the side of the person. Okay. Fine. Others? Have you come across people suffering from depression? Okay. Picking up from uh, what uh, my sister said, I think it's true. Uh, rather than advising, you know, it's best uh, from our side to remain silent and be a, a listener, uh, because the mind would be shut off for everything. Okay. And rather than giving advice and uh, you know suggesting things, uh, just be around and available to them whenever they need somebody. Okay. Sometimes they may they may not even need anyone. So being sensitive to their needs uh, is very important. And uh, if we are not trained counselors, better not interfere into their uh, uh, or you know handling uh, depression. Excellent. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Anyone else? As much as I agree that. Um, 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 
that we need to be there by their side uh, a lot of time. Uh, I mean, at least uh, uh, in my experience, I have uh, from my friends, uh, sisters, family, uh, the phase of depression to when they became suicidal is like is extremely quick, uh, and and uh, you know until then I even I was thinking that okay maybe uh, you need to give them space uh, you need to give people space for who are depressed uh, offer them uh, offer them help if they need it uh, kind of a thing but if uh, what I felt uh, uh, when that happened in that family is. Uh, it's probably uh, better to take action and help them proactively rather than uh, waiting for them to open up because we don't know how those emotions will will make them suicidal and uh, you know will will lead to bad decisions in their lives right so yes don't wait take proactive actions because uh, no one knows where the what will be the next stay step the depressed person will take yeah, fine. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to share. It's not an answer to this question, but I've seen many people, they come to Christians for counseling. So that is something that I have noticed, especially uh, the non-Christians coming to Christians for counseling. I don't know if it's because of prayer or uh, what makes them to come. So that is an observation I just thought I'd share. Thank you. Pastor. Yes. Uh, I, a friend of mine from the army, they are non-Christians, Hindus. She will call me for prayer. Whenever she is under depression, she calls my son for prayers. But they don't want to leave their God and goddesses. I told once, okay, either this or that. You cannot follow God and Mammon both. But they like when my son Vivek prays for them, she feels happy. Otherwise, she's totally under depression. Okay. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. <clears throat> Others are fine. You have anything new to add? Okay, I, I want all of you to be frank and answer the next question. Okay. Uh, we, in fact, we'll be, um, your, whatever answers you're given, uh, after we finish studying about this, then you can tell whether you think you need to take a relook or you can still stick to your own position. Uh, you, you, that, that's an answer you have to come to. Uh, that we'll talk about that later. But now you answer this uh, for me. Should a pastor refer a believer suffering from depression to your doctor, psychiatrist, when I talk about doctor, they're uh, general uh, medicine doctor, psychiatrist, counselor. If yes, why? If no, why? Uh, I'll be happy if each one of you answer. Uh, yes, pastor, because uh, I think uh, a pastor cannot be an expert in all these areas. Uh, there is, uh, not you, but... <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> pastor, all pastors are humans. No. So. <laughs> uh, but, but I think there are certain things like uh, a psychiatrist would know much uh, better in certain cases, uh, cert definitely in extreme cases. So okay. th there is a part of psychiatrist space, there is a part of pastor would definitely play. Okay, fine. So you have no problem if a pastor refers a believer to a psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah, a pastor I actually, I believe pastor has to, uh, you know, try to help and uh, whether they open up with them or if no, then they need to prayerfully direct them to a Christian um, psychologist or, okay. or a counselor. Not psychiatrist? Yes. Not psychiatrist. 
uh, i don't think uh, uh, i don't think for uh, you know uh, they will put them on medication and i, I really i'm okay. not too sure pastor i'm not too okay sure. Oh, fine fine we'll come i'm come not to too, too sure whether they will become worse but okay. because because prayerfully guiding them because oh. uh, god is the uh, he's the ultimate uh, you know uh, creator he's our uh. creator and he you know is able and he is able to even guide us okay the right doctor because okay that's what i believe pastor if the word of god says send him to psychiatrist <laughs> yes pastor then but he doesn't say that uh, oh he doesn't say that okay he said, doesn't say that we, that's uh, why we are studying the word of god yes and that is why i'm saying we will study the word of god is there something in the word of god which says something else and if the word of god says send him to psychiatrist then it's okay or not okay he he won't say yes. that oh he won't yes, say sir. that He, okay yes pastor if the word I of god says okay that, okay it's it's perfect fine uh okay uh others i am in a city so i am able to take up this question and i can ask you your views but uh, in a maybe in a remote town or uh, i think sir carolyn if you can just mute your mic some this uh, uh <clears throat> if uh, in a remote uh, place or in a village if a pastor even if he says that you have to go to your doctor they will say what kind of pastor he is he doesn't even have faith and this is the mindset um uh, i would say 70% of christians have that uh, you know uh, a pastor has answer for all the problems and if the pastor says go to your counselor then you don't have faith if pastor himself doesn't have faith how is he going to help the people in the church uh this these are the views these are the normal belief system uh, i don't blame them or uh, if if you think something different you can share now before we go to depression so everyone thinks it is pastor duty to do this do this do this but they don't know their own shortcomings there they or we all have our duties pastor is a shepherd good shepherd of his sheep but there are times doctor has a place in a patient's life pastor has a role is a role model and god of course is on the topmost so needed we have to all our all our responsibility <clears throat> okay uh now uh, i have not had gone into the word of god but i'm just explaining what is depression how it's understood uh, we have to understand that uh, and then we'll go we'll get into the word of god and we will see that and then you can Uh, you can think about that and see whether you have to revise your stand or not okay now depression often involves persistent sad anxious or empty mood most of the day most days i said um, if somebody is just depressed uh, just for a day you don't call it as depression uh we call something as a we 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 label it depression when people are unproductive for over a period of time one day a person may be just off mode or maybe less productive we don't call him as a depressed person uh this it can happen to anyone maybe had had a bad day bad news uh something is happening within himself we, we are not aware so we don't call that as depression 
we what we call as depression is there is a persistent you know most of the time you meet him is is just sad he, you know there's no life in him uh, when you meet a person like that then we call probably that person is depressed now these people have feelings of worthlessness oh i am good for nothing oh whatever i do no one likes it uh i cannot do anything constructive uh this can come right from childhood days or during adult days uh you know there there are families where children are not appreciated then children grow up with this feeling uh feelings of worthlessness fear fear in their mind if i do something wrong what's going to happen so though this is a state which leads to depression or feelings of guilt oh my goodness i did this what's going to happen or feelings of hopelessness there is no hope for me now <clears throat> when we say depressed people they don't have any interest in pleasure activities even the activities once they enjoyed now they no longer seem to enjoy those activities so these are all indicators of depression now people who are depressed they may uh, yeah there is um, they may experience loss of sleep uh, there may be disorder in uh, eating behavior uh, they may also have persistent loss of energy or fatigue they become tired very soon uh, you can find uh, irritability that's you know they are irritable very soon they are restless they just cannot be calm they have to keep doing something uh they have problem thinking concentrating remembering or making decisions it doesn't mean all this have to be reflected in one person maybe one aspect of it they are not able to concentrate maybe they are not able to remember it doesn't mean that they will not be able to make decision there are people who cannot make decisions because of depression so it is it is not a combination of all these factors that has to come it may be one symptom that we can see uh, as i told that uh, there will be sleeping disorder eating behavior also will not be regular uh, they may have frequent headaches they may have digestive disorders and they may also have chronic pain these are all uh, indicators of depression <coughs> they may also lose weight or they may also gain weight it depends on the kind of appetite that they have and uh, it's not that they want to gain weight or lose weight but it's a consequence of depression uh many with depression have thoughts of death or suicide many many will uh, struggle with these thoughts uh they they could have gone through a negative experience a trauma loss of a loved one uh maybe a difficult relationship uh maybe any stressful situation they are not able to cope up with the situation uh they are overwhelmed by their circumstances so because of that it triggers a depressive episode <coughs> uh so these are all symptoms now <coughs> there is there is no single known cause of depression it is just because there is this is we can say somebody has frequent headaches it's because of depression no that will be wrong these are all symptoms but we need to understand 
when somebody is depressed, it is a combination of genetic, biological, environmental, psychological, and spiritual factors. If you are looking at depression only as a spiritual thing, uh, you will advise them, you need to say prayer. You need to read the Bible. If you, if you look at them, if you understand depression as only psychological, then you will say, you need to go to a counselor. You need to find out. Uh, if you find it as environmental, you might say that you have to change your school, you have to change your job. Uh, that will be your advice. If you feel it's exclusively biological, then you'll say, please go and see a doctor. Uh, so, but you need to realize it's a combination of these factors. And if it's a combination of these factors, what will be the best course of action? What does, now this is a general uh, overview of depression. You don't have to be a Christian. This is applicable to any human being. This is not a Christian overview, not at all. It is a general overview about depression. So when somebody comes to depression, we need to have this knowledge. What do they mean by depression? So once you have this knowledge and once you realize, then we go back to the word of God and see what the word of God says. Now, before I go to the word of God, whether anyone has uh, any questions, uh, because when, when you were, you know, when some of us feel it's only prayer and uh, word of God, uh, probably we, we tend to associate all depression with spiritual factors. Uh, when some of us, we say, we'll send them to doctor, we tend to associate depression with biological. Or when we say we have to send them to the counselor, we tend to associate depression with psychological. Now, do you struggle to accept that it's a combination of factors? Yes. No, okay. pastor. No, yes. pastor. No. No. Yeah, if you say no, if you can just tell me what's the reason. So, pastor, I think we I think I heard we, do, we have no struggle in accident. combination yeah. of um, many factors. Okay, combination of many factors. That's just okay. Carolyn. Okay, uh, somebody said no. Yeah, because uh, because you asked, uh, do you struggle to un understand? We said first, that's why we said no. Yeah, we understand. We we agree that uh, it's a combination of factors. It's a it's a combination yeah. of these factors. Okay, yes, if any of you struggle to understand, it is not a combination. It's only one particular aspect. Then uh, you have to we have to see. Okay, now generally it's seems that you all agree it's a combination of all the, these factors can contribute to depression. It could be genetic, it could be biological, it could be environmental, it could be psychological, it could be spiritual factors, or it could be a combination of these factors. Okay. Um, now we are diving into the word of God. Now up to this, it is general, applicable to everybody. Uh, so now we will see what the word of God says. That's what we have been studying when we studied uh, the anthropology. If you remember in the initial stages, I was uh, teaching about the whole person. In the, in the wisdom literature, human beings are viewed as a whole person uh, consisting of body, spirit and soul. We studied that. If you refer your initial notes, you will understand that. Uh, so Bible recognizes long before medicine and psychology, 
that emotional well-being was connected to physical health and well-being. Bible recognizes that. The word of God recognizes that emotional well-being is connected to physical health and overall well-being. Now, I don't know how many of you have studied a uh, little bit about Indian medicine, Ayurveda medicine. Uh, if, you, if you go to, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an advocate or proponent of Ayurveda, but let me teach you the, uh, the belief between in the Ayurveda. If you go to your Ayurveda doctor, and if I say that I have a hurt in my leg, okay, he is not going to see my leg first. If he's a truly an Ayurveda doctor, he's supposed to see my pulse rate. Okay, he'll ask me to show my tongue. He will talk about my digestive system. And finally, he will come to that place where I say, you know, there's a hurt in my leg. Now, if you go to a allopathic doctor, first thing the doctor will say, show where, where is the hurt. And the treatment is given and that's gone. Okay. Now, what the, the philosophy between Ayurveda, behind Ayurveda is that a person is a whole person. So whatever symptom is there, the whole person has to be treated. That is the philosophy behind Ayurveda. Now, the present-day Ayurveda doctors have also become like an allopathic doctor. That's a different story. But uh, this is the philosophy behind Indian, um, uh, Indian medical system, the so-called Ayurveda and all. Uh, it, it, it is supposed to treat the entire person. Now we go to the uh, word of God. Uh, Proverbs 14.30 says, At, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Uh, now, we might just read this proverb and just ignore it. But if you just uh, ponder over this proverb, then it deals with depression. Now, we will see that. Now, we just say, but envy rots the bones and we just overlook it. Generally, envy, greed and jealousy are all intimately entangled and often appear together. They are there. Uh, the Proverbs teaches just to nurse a resentment is bad for body and soul. You look at a person and you have a feeling of resentment or you think of a person, you have a feeling of resentment that is bad for body and soul. That is what the word of God teaches us. It's very clear. So anytime you have a bitter thought, and you dwell on it, actually you're harming yourself rather than helping yourself. So it is all about how we nurture our soul. <coughs> if we can nurture our soul, if we can keep our soul in good condition, then we are also healing our body on our own. Now, since it's all proverb, we may have problems. Okay, Jesus said in Mark 7, 21 to 23, for it is from within, out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Now, you know, I have no problem. If Jesus has said, I just accept it. This is my heart condition. I accept this is my heart condition. I am not going to uh, argue with this. No, I'm not so greedy. I'm not so envious. I don't have this tendency for slander. I accept this is my heart condition uh, because this comes from the mouth of Jesus. Uh, envy is deeply ingrained in the human psyche and common to all times and people. Uh, if you study more of psychology, you will realize a child, a newborn child, when uh, the child is breastfed and uh, the child is satisfied, 
the child is per is very happy. You know, that's known as perfect happiness. And the moment child feels hungry or there is some pain in the stomach, you know, the child starts screaming and all. It is at that stage onwards, this kind of, this envy, because the child, the mother, who is the perfect source of comfort, the child will also try to, you know, push mother away. That's the way the growth takes place. We are not getting into the psychological factor, but envy is ingrained in the human psyche. So we have to acknowledge and we have to work on that. Now, if you think it is only in the Bible, this envy is there, you have to look at, you know, you have to study culture. You have to see even people who don't believe in God, they all have some cultural facts or they have some folklore, they have some stories because we don't spend much time trying to understand human psychology. So when you study those culture and the values and all they have, uh, in India, this is very common. Have you heard the word evil eye? You know, the little child, they'll put a black dot. They'll say disty because somebody's evil eye should not fall on the child. Uh, you know, this is envy. That basically, they are recognizing that envy is ingrained in human psyche. Uh, I don't know how many of you are aware or not aware. Uh, you know, the little children, they have a black spot. They put a black mark uh, to keep the evil, to ward away uh, this effects of evil life. Uh, you, you would have heard, city people would have heard the word jinx. You know, it is an evil spell. It's a bad luck. Uh, this, is, this is all because of envy. There are terms like, you know, bite the breast that feeds. In other words, they're just telling the human nature. These, these phrases, they basically reflect the human nature. Uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. This is our human nature. So uh, this is all comes out of envy. So it is no big sacrifice when we give up envy. That's why in Proverbs, we read that uh, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Bones is considered to be the strongest uh, part and envy will rot the bone. It's so dangerous. So what is the cure for it? A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Crushed spirit is basically depression. It dries up the bones. Uh, you know, even the most powerful people, they perish when they become depressed. You know, you heard the word that he has lost the will to live. And when somebody has lost the will to live, it becomes very difficult to help that person. So it is the crushed spirit. So even the most strong, powerful, they perish when they become depressed. Now, what, what is important to understand, what the word of God says is, depression depends more on a person's spiritual resources uh, than on their circumstances. How strong you are in your faith, uh, you are able to overcome or deal with depression. It is not the circumstances. Uh, circumstances may vary. Uh, so it, it's not circumstances. So why we say it is not circumstances? Uh, why we say the spiritual resources are a must to deal? Uh, see, we are living in a broken world. No one likes to be depressed, but unknowingly we get depressed. So what we need to know is, um, it is, it is not our situation. Oh, do you know my situation? It is so bad. Everyone's situation is bad, not only yours. Everybody, everybody. It is only you are amplifying a little bit. Others are not amplifying. But if you are talking about circumstances, everybody can exaggerate their circumstances and say how miserable they are and how 
entitled they are to be depressed. So we should not allow our situation and circumstances to overwhelm us. Uh, a good example is in Acts 16.25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. If at all somebody was to be depressed, this was a perfect situation for Paul and Silas to be depressed. But they didn't show any sign of depression. They were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. <coughs> so the wisdom literature teaches us envy rots the bones, but a cheerful heart is good medicine. Uh, now, when we understand um, depression in a very segmented way, uh, like we say that it is spiritual or it is uh, psychological, it is physiological. Uh, if you're going to look at depression as a, uh, as a, if you're seeing that through your segment prism, uh, then what the normal course, what we will do is, uh, we will only be sending those people to your doctor, maybe a psychiatrist, maybe a counselor, and maybe a pastor. But remember, each of this person can only look at one aspect of that person. We are talking about the whole person. Now, there was a pastor by, uh, he was a Puritan pastor in the 17th century, Richard Baxter. Okay, Richard Baxter, in way back in 17th century, he said depression could be rooted. See, he's, he was not a medical doctor or he has not studied medicine. Whatever he's speaking, he's speaking from the word of God. Uh, you should listen to some of the sermons from the Puritans, some of the books they've written, uh, the understanding they have. It is amazing. So Richard Baxter in the 17th century said, depression could be rooted in a physiological cause, some problem in the brain uh, chemistry. Uh, there is some imbalance in the brain chemistry, okay? So that could be a cause. Uh, it could be an emotional trauma. Something has happened, something bad. So depression can be because of an emotional trauma. Or it could be a moral guilt. The person is struggling with sin. Uh, not able to forgive himself. St struggling, the sin, the guilt is overwhelming him. Or it could be a spiritual warfare with evil forces. Now, this is... Richard Baxter is speaking from the, from the scripture and especially from the book of Proverbs. Now, he has studied this book so well, so he has come to this conclusion, depression could be rooted in a physiological cause. Now, if somebody has some problem with brain chemistry, of course, we can say God can heal everyone, okay? Nothing is impossible with God. There's no doubt about it. It is God who has given us doctors. Uh, whatever advancement has taken place in medicine has saved millions of lives. So doctors are also gift in the kingdom of God. Like pastors are a gift. Doctors are also a gift. Everybody, everybody has a gift. And uh, God heals us through medicines. So if has a, uh, you know, some uh, problem with their brain chemistry. So the right person to treat would be a doctor, not a pastor. Now, if that person is dealing, having problem with sin issues, this doctor cannot treat him. Probably the pastor can help him. Now, if somebody is having an emotional problem, 
probably a counselor can help him. Now, if it is a spiritual warfare, we have struggled with evil forces. We, are, we cannot see. So a doctor will not be able to help them. It will be a pastor. You see, now, if you are going to um, reduce it to one aspect, you are dealing with depression in a very simplistic way. But Bible doesn't allow us to reduce the human anthropology to just one aspect. Uh, that is the reason we spend so much of time studying about body, soul, spirit. So Jesus also said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. We have a soul, we have a spirit, we have a mind, we have a body. Now, anything to do with body, yes, God heals us. But it, it doesn't mean that uh, God has also given us doctors. So if there are something wrong with body, so doctors are, it, it doesn't show lack of faith. Yes, we should pray. But going to your doctor doesn't mean lack of faith. So when somebody is suffering out of, from depression, we should not come into, um, at least the Bible does not recommend that you should uh, look at depression as a spiritual problem. It could be, but not all depression are due to spiritual problem. Now, if somebody is struggling with a physiological problem, maybe just uh, a little help from the doctor can help them to overcome depression. If somebody is struggling with the emotional issues, just a little word from counselor can help them. The Bible basically says man is a complicated being. Uh, so he is a, because he's a complex being, uh, godly wisdom refuses to reduce depression to any one cause. Godly wisdom you know, looks, uh, looks at man's problem from different angles. Because that's, that's, that's the reason we studied human anthropology from the Bible. So uh, when we are talking about depression, the word of God looks at the man as a complex being. So the Bible always talks about holistic treatment. Uh, it is not just saying that you take a pill, you will become all right. No, it's not saying like that also. Or it's not saying that you repent of your sin, you will become all right. It's not saying like that. Uh, so it'll it'll not it'll not be right on the uh, part of the pastor to reduce everything to a moral framework. Uh, you see, you must have committed a sin. You see, there's something you must have done. Can you remember that? Can you bring it to your mind? No, that's not the way the Bible handles depression. The Bible deals with emotions and the human being on an, a big canvas. Uh, man is a complex being. Now, modern people, we need quick problems. We need quick solutions. So we switch on to the YouTube and we, we are hearing only one aspect. And then we say, this is the solution to depression. No, not at all. Uh, the word of God doesn't give us just one uh, aspect. It doesn't, it, it's not looking at human being from just one aspect. No, not at all. Uh, God is interested in a holistic uh, uh, way. So when we are talking about depression, when somebody talks about depression, what we should understand basically is it could be a physiological cause. That could be, it could be due to a genetic disorder also. Uh, it could be some, something in the brain chemistry is not working properly. And uh, when he says, I struggle to sleep, I have um, the you know, tendency to commit suicide, we should take it seriously. Uh, we should not ignore it. And we should not just take it lightly and say, you pray everything will become all right. Uh, 
uh, that is not the way the Bible deals with human problems. Uh, so if it is a physiological problem, we should pray. We should pray irrespective of whether it is physiological, emotional, moral, spiritual. We should pray. There's no doubt about it. But to say that you, when somebody says, I have this tendency and to say that I will pray, you also pray, it will become all right. That is, that is not biblical. That's not biblical. Now, somebody has an emotional trauma, has gone through something severe in life, and then you say that you have sin, you need to repent. No, they need emotional healing. Emotions have to be healed. Now, there are places where it may not be a physiological cause. A doctor may be keep, you know, there are cases where doctors keep prescribing medicines and they say, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, because doctors are not concerned about spiritual warfare. So it could be a spiritual warfare with the evil forces. Uh, so it's a, it could be a combination of all this. So when we are dealing with human beings, we should take all these factors into account. Now, having the word of God at least deals with all these aspects. The word of, that's why, you know, when people say, uh, you're a pastor, how can you ask somebody to go for counseling? Uh, it is basically, they have not studied the word of God in depth. Who gave emotions? God only gave emotions. So those emotions need healing. And the wisdom literature says that, you know, a cheerful heart is good medicine. So unless you heal those emotions, from where a cheerful heart will come, when somebody has gone through a very bad time, a broken relationship, if they have not dealt with that, from where cheer will come, it won't come. A cheerful heart will not come. So there are emotional issues to be dealt with. Now, uh, we can go on uh, talking about depression. Uh, now, I want, you, I want to ask, uh, do you agree that issues like depression are complex problems that involve the physical, emotional, and spiritual, and cannot be dealt within a simplistic framework. Yes, Pastor. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, Pastor. Have you, uh, you know, uh, some of us, the, the initial, uh, see, faith, um, we have to understand our faith in the right perspective. And also, biblically, we have to understand. Uh, we just telling people who are struggling and to say that you don't have faith, that's why you're struggling. Uh, where maybe that person is having a serious uh, physiological problem. And when you say like that, uh, we are doing more harm to that person. We might be thinking we are, you know, we, we are very strong in faith. Uh, that is not faith. Uh, that is brute faith. That's not biblical faith. Biblical faith is very sensitive. Biblical faith is very compassionate. Where biblical faith is very empathetic. And the Bible itself, Jesus dealt with human beings compassionately. Uh, so all this, when Bible talks about a human being, he is a complex being. And either we have not taken time to understand how God created us, uh, the being, the very human being, our heart, our soul, our spirit, our mind, our body, we have not taken time. Or we just superficially, we say, uh, you know, that's why I said, if a pastor says, maybe you need to consult a counselor, or oh, this pastor has no faith. It's not that pastor has no faith. Pastor has faith 
That is the reason why he sends the person to the counselor. Pastor has faith. That's the reason he sends him to a psychiatrist. Uh, you know, the, especially in a culture like in, in Indian culture, I know there are certain places uh, people are undergoing severe depression problems. And because there is so much of stigma, uh, if somebody goes and consults a counselor, at least Bangalore city, you don't find that. But in other cities, I'm not talking about small places. In cities, if somebody says, I went to the counselor, oh, you're a Christian, you went to a counselor. So there's a stigma attached to it. So I have seen Christians moving from, going from one city to another city to consult a counselor. And that is about counselor. Psychiatrist, you just rule out. If somebody goes to call psychiatrist, is considered as a mad person. It is, it's not right. In fact, the, you know, the last time I went to, um, I think, Sakra, Columbia, I found pediatric uh, psychiatrist. So that's the way science has developed uh, to the extent they are studying about brain chemistry and all. They are, want to help children at that age and they have a psychiatrist. So we should not, uh, you know, the, the way the society has labeled uh, if we have not dealt with those issues, we will also look at depression as a very, very, uh, you know, it is a very simple thing. It is not a simple thing. It's a complex thing. Any questions? No, if you are not going to ask questions, then I'm going to ask questions. <laughs> Okay, uh, have I thrown some light on depression? Yes, Pastor. Yes, Pastor. Yeah, good, good. Now, what will be the next stage? What do you think will be the next heading? Any guesswork? After depression? Anxiety. Oh, correct, Joy. Yes, you are correct. The next one will be anxiety. But remember, always anxiety precedes depression. It is not depressed people are anxious. It is anxious people who become depressed. So we, like last time, we have two questions because it's already 8.30. What are the common factors that make one feel anxious. Please note it down. Now, since you have studied depression in detail, depression is more serious than anxiety. So what advice would you give your family member, friend for suffering from anxiety? I said anxiety precedes depression. So since we have studied depression, uh, you will always be able to connect it very well. Uh, what are the common factors that make one feel anxious? What advice would you give your family member, friend who is suffering from anxiety? You can do some study, you can think about it. You can think about depression, and uh, then see, I, these are all common things. The Bible talks about all these things. Uh, like I said, you know, the envy rocks the bones. We don't pay much attention to that verse. And so we are not able to get much from that. But if we study in depth, then we understand, oh my goodness, uh, I should be careful about envy because Jesus said it is all it is in every human heart. Envy is there, greed is there, jealousy is there. So we uh, we need to be careful. Our human heart is entangled by all these feelings and emotions. So we need to be uh, careful. Uh, so I finished. Uh, any questions before we close?
Okay. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Pastor, one second. Yeah, yes. You said genetic. So that means it it is coming down like father to the that, that's what you meant. I, I didn't mean by generational curses. Okay. It is not generational curses. Uh, it could be genetic, genetic uh, inherited from the parents. Okay. Uh, it is not generational curses. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Glorious Father, thank you, Lord, for you are our God. You want us to live a healthy life. We are living in a broken world. We pray the Spirit of God will help us. Thank you for the Word of God that brings life, uh, that breathes life into each one of us. Help us to understand the Word of God rightly, correctly, and to apply it in our lives, Master. Give us the grace. Give us that um, desire. And also, Lord, help us to delight in the Word of God. There is so much in the Word of God. Uh, give us the grace to study more and more. Let your name be glorified. Let the word of God spread and Lord flourish in our hearts and in our environment and in this country so that Lord, there'll be no more place for evil. Bless each one of us. Bless us with good health and strength. Be with us through the rest of the day and through the rest of the week. Thank you for this time you have blessed us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you all. Good night, all of you. Bye. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you all.